1: Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Happy Friday to all. We appreciate you sharing it with us for the next three hours. We want to hear from you as well on the Garage Door Guru text line. Share your thoughts and comments at 704-570-9610. Again, the number is 704-570-9610. It's going to be an awesome show today. I'm getting great vibes. I think Fitty is happy based off of the show that he was just on. <laughs> He he looks like Fitty Put My mic today? on? <laughs> Usually, you're either sit, you're either yelling, turn off the music, or turn on the mic. That are the two things yeah, that man, West Fitty tries liked. to censor me. What? I'm trying to say divide. I, I think Fiddy is just. I think I don't want to call him flustered, but he's working overtime today. <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff to do, and he's doing so with like. He didn't well, look like it to me when I walked by the window. He was sitting on his ass talking. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, he was doing radio. I guess that's kind of what we—that's what same I'm doing. Thing do every day sitting your ass and talk. I'm literally doing that as we speak. I'm sitting on my ass and I'm talking. How's so. it feel? I get paid for it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I get paid for it so it's all right. You're getting paid overtime for it today. How about this, you ready to go for another 3 hours after the 2 you just spent with
3: Colin and Flound and all shroppy? As long as y'all promise not to bully. I don't know how much of the show y'all caught. Oh, I caught a little bit. It was I just it, uh, when Hogger gets the microphone, he's I mean it's it's a different guy. <laughs> and Flounder, lovable guy, he just turned 27 yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a jerk. Oh, uh, you guys,
1: that was a really heartfelt friendship message that I saw back and forth on Twitter between you two. That was great stuff. Couldn't have picked a better guy to choose as a friend in sixth grade. I wasn't going to do it because I know that you get in your feelings when I say jokes like this. But I was going to say, really? Like, you couldn't have picked anybody better? Like, that's that's a high bar. Let's, let's not go with a hot take.
2: <laughs> Did y'all meet, like, first day of school to where, like, you guys were sitting in class together and then maybe, like, recessed? Or something gym class. I guess you don't have recess in sixth grade middle school. I I don't. I'm not sure. Were you in middle school in sixth grade or still elementary?
3: No, I was. I was in middle school and we had a science class together. And uh, I actually tell the story all the time. When I first met him, I hated him. Could not, could not stand the kids. That's you how said all that.
2: good friendships start. Well, and
1: you've said that about a decent amount of people. I've had friends like that, too. I've heard, yeah, well, you've said that about a lot of people, actually. Like, I mean, I guess in comparison of you actually being a friend with them now. And Flounder was no different.
3: Yeah, no, first met him, didn't like him. Then, you know, <laughs> they did the whole rearrange your seats type of thing. And because the teachers knew we didn't like each other, she put us beside one another, and then a legendary friendship uh, was born.
1: You thought we didn't like each other was it a founded friendship off of your fandom of UNC?
3: No because when I met Flounder, he <clears throat> he identified as a Duke fan.
1: Oh no way. Really? Has he ever admitted that on air? Is that something that's ever happened? I
3: I probably just outed him.
1: Okay. But after the last
3: two hours,
1: it was deserved. (laughs) So you got bullied. I want to get to, look, usually what happens is there's a victory for the Carolina Hurricanes most of the time, at least what we've seen this postseason as they move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. So we're going to get off of the bus talking some canes. I promise. Sometimes it's in there. We get off and roll in and then here I move on without bringing them up. We're going to bring them up. I did want to get to why you were bullied today. Though, like, what were the three things? Give us, give us three things that you were bullied for, and maybe we, me, and Wes can say whether you should have been bullied for that or not.
3: Um, I said that when it's all said and done, Nikola Jokic will be in the discussion as the greatest passer in basketball history. So, I was, I was listening to that conversation.
1: That's misleading because you said he would be the best passer of all time in the NBA. And it's strong, but I also don't think you should be bullied for it. It's crazy how good he is at passing. I would still go Magic Johnson because the guy's nickname is Magic. It's going to be hard to beat that nickname within itself. But Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Nicole Jokic is going to be up there as one of the best passers of all time. So I don't think you should have been bullied for it. It's strong. But I don't think bullied. Do you think he should have been bullied for that? No, I don't think he should have been bullied. I think he'll go down as the greatest passing big man. I still think people He's there will right put now. that that's caveat here. on him, though. Yeah, they do I, that to the big. And, and that's what, I want to erase that. I just You can erase big man. You can just say one of the best passers of all time. I have no problem saying that.
2: And I think that's fair because the offense revolves around him. And I think if the offense revolves around you and you're able to distribute and feed everybody like that, then you should
1: be putting those We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs later. And there are plenty of storylines. It's exactly why we've all been excited about the postseason. But Denver, even with that being the worst game they played for certainly the first three quarters in the entire postseason, Denver looked like they were going to just destroy everyone. But in the first three quarters, they looked awful. And then Jamal Murray goes crazy in the fourth. The offense still revolves around Nikola Jokic and LeBron looked old again last night. We'll get to all Bakers of that. they done. Yeah, it looks like it. All right, what is your second thing that you were bullied for? What is something that you would say you were bullied for?
3: Um, y'all watched the game last night. Did y'all see the the, the flagrant foul that D'Angelo Russell got called for in the first half? I did. Um, that's not a flagrant foul, and that turned into – I mean, we actually argued about officiating for 20 minutes.
2: That, that's a flagrant foul today.
3: Yeah, and why that's a
2: problem. Be, I don't know why you'd be surprised. in the it has been going on forever. 90s basketball is done. You can't sit there and be like any more like, man – they, they shouldn't have called it. That's that's a flagrant in today's I'll, game. Fitty, I think you and I are two for two. I'm with him. I'm, I'm with him. Yeah. But it's it, they're not going to call it, so there's no need to even get that's, mad about that's it. That's fair. And
1: maybe maybe I'm just not going to be as strong as as Fitty against the officiating. I'm with him 100%. But I don't think he should have been a flagrant either. No. I think when you see D'Angelo, he was looking at the basketball. He does hit Jamal in the face. Okay? I get it. He hits him in the face. I don't think it should have been a flagrant. And they should have moved on. And it did seem like everybody else was trying to move on from that as well. NBA Twitter was trying to do that. And an all-time Jeff Van Gundy game, by the way. And we were hot in the first quarter. JVG, man, just would not let that go that they called that a flagrant. And he just kept messing with the officials. I mean,
2: because the basketball that oh, he's seen and been a witness to, that's a regular fight.
1: This is this is the guy that is holding on to Alonzo Morning's leg right. in the 90s in the Heat-Knicks <laughs> series and the rivalry so i think you and i are two for two fitty this is a beautiful day what's another thing oh, no, you i for? agree with y'all well i know well you weren't okay yeah so two for three two for, for three for you. but you guys always talk about your friendship so this is weird for us <laughs> this is understood for you at least you okay say. all right i got you um what's the third one?
3: First off the best part about J- jeff van Gunny last night i got this drop out of him this league astounds <laughs> when he was just ranting on the officiating. Oh, he was beautiful last night. The last one. I mean, it's fair. It's it's the fact that I'm balding. You know, there was a couple of, mm-hmm. of bald jokes that were thrown my way. Oh, yeah. That's it was a- just uncalled for. You know, it's Friday. I'm happy. <laughs> ready for the weekend. Did you and guys I got see attacked.
1: Did we see the script? Mm-hmm. What script? This alleged NBA script has been found. So I, I said, I think I saw something like that. I saw Mac and Bone talk about how they are forced to sign an NDA so they wouldn't discuss the script. Like some texter accused Mac and Bone of signing an NDA <laughs> so they wouldn't describe that, which is, I mean, it's amazing. But no, I haven't seen the details, but I did see something I was floating it. like
2: that. I was just like, I mean, I'm just like, man, I'm not buying into it, but I'm sitting there looking at it like, I definitely want to go back and cross check if it plays out <laughs> because it has –
1: the Lakers in the finals. Do you think, uh, well, it'll be amazing if that happens. So LeBron was supposed to miss the three bunnies. He's supposed to miss, he was supposed to lose the the saucy dunk that he tried that eventually was a turnover and went back to the Denver Nuggets. You know, I, I'm i with you, Fitty. I'll come in here and defend you. It's something you've been wanting a long time. You wanted this friendship to start as well. I know you get a little paranoid when I don't text back or I don't agree with you, but I'm here to defend you a little bit today. So let's have a good that. Fitty Friday. You look like... Fitty Flave, right now with the chain you're wearing that, I mean that thing is a monster The Bojangles Bojangles logo on it I love it Alright let's get to the game last night Between the Carolina Hurricanes Losing an all timer to the Florida Panthers Yeah it's hockey talk to get us off the bus Open up the doors Fitty. We look good getting off the bus I
2: got something to say Damn
1: Kick it! I can feel it Alright Wes Gonna have to lean on you. yo. But I will set it up. Okay. As Carolina falling three to two to the Florida Panthers after a four overtime contest between the two, where this game lasted longer than four hours. Now we can get into some of the other longer games that you ever have watched start to finish. Right. I do want to ask that question to the text line, 704-570-9610. Some of the long marathon contests that you have endured from the beginning to the end, but this is one for a lot of Canes fans, a lot of hockey fans out there. What say you, Wes? Were you in it for the long haul?
2: Alright, man, so I watched the game start to finish. I get in, Bryce and I go work out and all that stuff. Start watching the game, happy that it comes on at 8 because we went and did dinner and all that stuff. Laying on the couch watching the game, getting tired from the week, long week. I said, alright, I'm going to get in the bed. I'm going to watch Lakers game on my phone, Canes on the TV. Watching the game, they go to overtime, and I'm like, okay, something's going to happen here. Somebody's going to win. Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> Second overtime, I sit there. At that point, I'm resigned to the fact. I said, I'm just going to have to find out about this in the morning because I can't last much longer. Oh, no, you couldn't do All it. All right, so I said, let me go ahead and put the TV on, the, the sleep timer on the TV. And um, I fall asleep. I, I, I'm just in the mode to where if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. Yeah. And so then I, I fall asleep. I wake up at 1.30. I said, let me see what happened in the game. The score said, fourth overtime with time on it. (laughs) I said, whoa. (laughs) So then I went. I said, all right, well, I'll just put the game on my phone and just listen to it until I fall back asleep again. And as I'm dozing back off into La La Land, I hear Kachuk. Knock in the game, winning goal. And I just, man, I said, man, all of that. They showed people on the highlight. They were sleeping. Kids were sleeping. I said, man, it's going to be a lot of late kids
1: today in Raleigh. So the fact that this thing lasted over four hours, I think it was the sixth longest game in NHL history. Is that yes. what it was saying? Yes, so it was. The sixth longest game in NHL they, history. They played the equivalent it. of two games last night. Unbelievable the Canes they end up dropping that one as I mentioned 3-2. What so the is Panthers, the real deal, man? Yeah, they, and they're I'm a on little a worried. They're on a mission right now. They take the <laughs> 1-0 lead. There's no doubt about it. Hopefully the Carolina Hurricanes can bounce back. So, what do you think about losing this one? does it Is it some indictment on them for losing this game? Like, is that one a tough one where you look at, oh, man, after playing all that and you lose a spot, it's going to be tough for them to bounce back? Or do you think the fact that it was so close that it's still anybody's series?
2: I'm not worried about them losing the series. Things like this happen. This just lets you know that you're in the conference finals, and this is a real series against a real team. The thing that – and I'm no hockey savant by any means necessary, but I just knew that they kept – And some of the hockey people on on the text line can correct me. I just felt like they kept crowding the Canes' space. They couldn't really, every time they tried to pass the puck around, there was a Panther, like, right up in them. They kept getting deflections, and they kept stealing the puck. And, I mean, their defense, man, they, they were on it. The Canes had to really work hard just to tie the game. And I was just like, man, these Panthers, they swarm. They're playing with confidence, man. They're the real
1: deal. All right, so we have some text here. 704 said, I was at the game last night. My breakdown, it all went downhill when Hubert Davis sounded the siren for the dreaded second period back <laughs> to bed. Or Hubert Davis catching some strays here. All right, we were talking about some of the longer games you ever were experiencing from start to finish. Fluke Juki said, seven overtime college football game. So some of the games that I remember, one, I immediately, anytime we have this conversation, I go to UConn, Syracuse. I was invested. I was in for it. I was in high school, and I was not about to go to bed to get a good night's sleep for class (laughs) the next day. No, that was out the window. Watching Eric Devendorf, a Paul Harris, if you will, can I interest you, college basketball fans, in an Orenze Onuwaku? Can I get you Stanley Robinson? All right, I'm done. <laughs> but that was one of my favorite games of all time. And also, Finney, we'll bring you in on this. I thought it was a four overtime game between North Carolina and Virginia Tech in 2019? No, it was six OTs. Mm-hmm. I had I had misremembered just how long that game was. Six overtime. They cut off extra points. They had to start doing two-point conversions. Absol- that's one where you, a part of the ACC Digital Network, yes. were cutting up some of the highlights. That's the gotta highlights be one that the for that game. Yeah. Cussing the whole way. I'm like, can y'all get this <laughs> game over with? Please. I bet it was bad. What was your remembrance of that game between VT and UNC, UNC loses.
3: I remember I had to radio the game while working at a domino, so I didn't get to watch it live. It was... Uh, it It was was nuts. We had the four-overtime game against Bama just Oh yeah, I was about to say that, too. Brandon Miller tape. And now, I wasn't a diehard (laughs) Met fan at the time. They one time played a 22-inning game (sighs) against
1: the Cardinals. Oh, man, how long ago was that? I I remember some – there's been some long MLB postseason games. You're right about that. This
3: was a regular season game.
1: Okay, I'm trying to think of some postseason games maybe we can get to. Yeah, text us some of the longest games that you've been – invested in the entire time 704 10 um how many of you were able to stay up the entirety of that carolina hurricanes loss last night to the florida panthers three to two i do want to get back to a segment that we haven't been able to address because we've teased it we haven't pleased it and i apologize it's just taken us a couple of days i want to compare carolina i want to compare charlotte both of the professional franchises here in charlotte outside of charlotte fc of course And how they can build around the future with some of these early draft picks. Bryce Young, number one overall. Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, number two overall alongside LaMelo. That's the question coming up next. It's Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 927 WFNZ.
2: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
1: Walker off and rolling on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ talking about some of the longest games you've endured in your sports lifetime. Tar Heel B wrote a great one that I forgot about. Colts Panthers twenty sixteen in the rain. I do remember the Colts Panthers game. Was that that was a twenty fifteen game though, right? Colts Panthers in the rain. Was that um Or maybe it was, was that the game Cam
2: threw at the Greg Olson Did they won?
1: No, I think it was uh I think it was Ted Ginn dropping a long pass and mm. they won by a field goal. Okay. And maybe I'm wrong about that though. Maybe it was the next year. It was twenty fifteen. Okay, that's what I thought. Yep. And it was a primetime game if I'm not Monday mistaken. Monday night football. Yeah.
3: Panthers won 29-26. And
1: Ted Ginn dropped a pass because God love him. Good play for us. Like was. Not amazing, but good but man, he would drop some bombs from Cam Newton. He definitely stayed in the league for a long time because of his speed. Oh, man, he was crazy. And also, if you've ever been around him, a lot smaller than I yeah, expected. I
2: remember when he came out of high school, he was like
1: a man. Yeah, it was absolutely nuts. Um, uh, Scrolling, scrolling some of the text messages here, continuing to scroll. 201 said Yankees versus Red Sox. There was a game there where he didn't even go to school the next day because it was so long.
3: That was the 03 <laughs> ALCS, and I think they played at least into the fourteenth inning.
1: Oh, is that the one? Yeah. I was trying to remember there's so many different baseball games that will do that in the postseason. You just continue to go forever. Now you have the new rules to try to stop that. So we won't we'll never get that again, right?
3: Well it's in, in the postseason the ghost runner goes away.
1: Oh, is that right? I forgot yeah. about that. Okay, so maybe we will get that in the postseason. That's gonna be the best option for them to be able to have that. Seven oh four, also the big east tourney game back in the day, Georgetown four overtime game. Is that something that rings a bell for you? I don't remember that one. We can look it up
3: mm, Did he give a year at all? He just said big East tournament, Georgetown four overtime game.
1: No, he's putting a lot of uh work and responsibility on our research team. <laughs> you know, we always let me p- see if I can find it. All right, we put our we put our research team to work. We'll see exactly what they can find. And uh, looking at some of the other ones. Oh, Bud you had a great one. How about Panthers, Rams, double OT, X-Clown for the walk-off? D Smith, yep Yeah. I we, remember that. We were all for that one. If you're a Panther fan and you were into the Panthers at that time. I was time, a Panthers fan at that time. You were definitely watched. So you were, oh, I can picture it now. Younger West, <laughs> happy, skipping around. My uncle room. and I were watching it,
2: and we both jumped up and we were excited together because mm-hmm. as soon as he caught it and I got missed the tackle, we were like, it's over.
1: Yeah, done. Done. That's a great entry from Bud Lightyear, NC Chiefs fan, said 71 Christmas Day divisional playoff game. Chiefs Dolphins double overtime. Watch it. Watched it all as a 12 year old. That's a cool one to bring in here too. And uh, we can have some other ones come in on the text line as well. The last thing I wanted to get to before we move on to some Panthers Charlotte Hornets comparison. Speaking of a Charlotte Hornet, LaMelo Ball released a shoe. Wes? Well, the know-
2: third one, it leaked. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, we get into it. You know, I'm into the sneakers, so as soon as I get a leak on a new model, I'm I'm all in it. So the third
1: version of his shoe leaked. All right, so tell the people what the leak looks like, and are you feeling it or not?
2: Uh, He's got a, it's a bunch of colorways on it, and it's one of those I have to see it because they're like mock-ups of it. And so that's the thing about it. I need to see them first before uh, I can really have a judgment on it. The pair that they show... It's really wild. Uh, the, the colors, I mean, it's all over the place. You expect that from LaMelo, but he's got five different colorways. I see here the LaFrance after his middle name.
1: I don't know if many people know that that's his middle name. How many people would have been doing the conspiracy thing? The LaFrance leaking and then Wimby still right, out there Right, that. Right. but now
2: we can't do the conspiracy Yeah, he's got the Toxic model, uh, Heels, I guess for Chino Heels, uh, laboratory, Dexter's Laboratory, I love that he's coming out with cartoon stuff. Yeah, Dexter's Laboratory, and then he's got a blue hive pair. So, uh, like I said, I need to see him. The one pair they're showing that is a live picture. Not a fan of, but uh, I like the one I have. The Rick and Morty of the second and those are cool rendition. And then, but this one I wasn't as high on as I was the first one. And then the first pair I have the OG Fire Reds and the. Uh, Buzz City ones man so you know it's exciting man having athletes in the city that have signature shoes that's always
1: cool all right yeah we'll see uh, how cool those are once they are uh, tangible and we can see them maybe some people will purchase them as soon as they're released the last few games I wanted to mention 704 had a great one I remember this one 05 Braves Astros division series before the Braves or before the Astros moved to a different conference and they actually played the White Sox in that World Series the White Sox would go on to win 18 innings he said his nine-year-old self, or excuse me, his nine-year-old self, never forgave Chris Burke for that walk-off. Yeah, that was a long, long game. People <laughs> mentioning the Syracuse UConn OT game, uh, eight six four said they were at the Braves Pirates contest in 2011. He stayed till the 13th inning, drove an hour home, and watched the end of the game in bed in the 18th inning. Yeah, that's a long game. And then finally, oh, this is a great question. Simon says he asked. Does the 49ers Ravens lights out Super Bowl counts?
2: You tell me, Yeah, that was wild, too, because you have the delay because of the lights and people thought it was a conspiracy and and things of that nature. And then uh, Wake Forest in Louisville a few years back played a really long game. Wake was getting blown out. We thought the game was over. We left. Mm Mm-hmm. Then end up listening to it on the radio, hearing that they're coming back. Well, we can't get back at the stadium at that point. We park at a McDonald's and listen to the rest of the game, and it was pretty long. I think they went probably three overtimes or something like that. That's a long one.
1: I remember that one barely. Yeah, yeah some of these like ring a bell, but I don't remember them in detail. Like again, that Syracuse UConn game, I just remember being floored at what was going on. Also, three three six, maybe the best one. This one actually had to extend to a different day because the light was running out. John Isner, Nicholas Mahut, 2010 Wimbledon. That is. Do okay. you remember that tennis match at all? Went into the. I know you. And it's gonna all. have yeah. some long matches. Yes, 100%. And then they played again not too long after that, and of course that one didn't last as long because nothing, nothing will last that long. Let's finally get to the segment. I think it's a good one. I wanted to get <laughs> to it. We never did. We just get sidetracked, and then we move on. But here we are, comparing both the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets in their future, because there are some comparisons to be had right now. You had the number one overall pick for Carolina. We were hoping for that regarding the Charlotte Hornets, but in the end, they get the second overall selection. Not the best spot to be in, but still a very, very good spot to be in. Also, Charlotte has a young star in LaMelo, quite literally an all-star a couple of years ago, and you have Bryce Young, You have some good foundational pieces. I think we feel better about Carolina's chance to compete next season because of the great offseason that they had. But I'm interested in this, Wes. How should each team build around their stars? If you want to just focus on Carolina first and then focus on Charlotte, are they needing to go out with a trade? Are... Is Carolina just doing everything they can to make sure that Bryce Young is already well set in the beginning and then we'll see what happens the next offseason the offseason after that. What does Carolina still need to do to make sure they emphasize Bryce Young's talents and then if you want to transition to Charlotte doing the same thing with LaMelo and whoever this number two overall pick is.
2: Uh, I think the Panthers are very much ahead of schedule. They're in a very advantageous position because you've got the left tackle down. A lot of times teams that are so bad they need to go up and draft the franchise quarterback. The cupboard is there. They may have one weapon and they may have one or two good offensive linemen, but for the most part, the team's in shambles. That's why you're the number one. But for the Panthers, when you look at them having a solid ascending offensive line, we talked about comments on them yesterday from the offensive line coach. But you have the left tackle in place. You have a pro Bowl running back in place. You have a solid tight end in place. And so the thing for them, and you've got some good vets. So he's got a great starter kit, as I've been saying. It's going to come eventually. Mingo drafted in the second round this year. Then you're probably going to go out next season and find another young wide receiver to go into the score or two. So I think that things are off to a great start as well as uh, how they're building around him. When you talk about Melo, I think it's pretty solid. I think this year the wheels kind of fell apart with the injuries and things, but you got the number two pick. Coming now, and I think this is the offseason that they can finally sort out this roster because there's a gluttony of players at different positions and they need to figure out and define everybody's role. I think that's what's missing in Charlotte is defining the role.
1: So different timelines between both of these teams because you already had the offseason with Carolina mm-hmm. and they did a great job. Everybody is happy as hell because of the coaches they brought in. You bring in Jim Caldwell, who's like third, fourth in command, which I still think is a monster deal. And then you have Dom Capers, who's been in the NFL forever, and he's not even your defensive coordinator. It's a Jero Avero who brings a modern day and age type of thinking alongside some of the guys that have been in the NFL for so long. I bring up the coaching staff to also talk about this text from 919 saying there's lots of good NBA coaches available Hornets need to hire one. I will say the pool is very accomplished. You talk about Doc Rivers, Mike Budenholzer, Nick Nurse, and you have Monty Williams all out there. Mm. As much as I like Steve Clifford, the guy, it was a lot of scrambling that the Charlotte Hornets had to do when Kenny Atkinson backed out of accepting that job. And it was always very weird. It didn't seem like they were prepared. And some of it, understandably so. Some of it, you would want them to be more prepared. Maybe you can fall in the middle of that. But there are a lot of very accomplished coaches. And yet, if you are trying to make Lamelo as happy as possible, it doesn't mean that he would dislike Amani or anybody else. But he does love Steve. That is a good relationship that both of those guys have. Do you want to move on from it and say, well, LaMelo, he can develop another good relationship with somebody. Ultimately, we just have to win games to make him happy because I could see that argument. Are you holding on to Steve with the number two overall pick? And giving him a roster that can hopefully, along with some shrewd offseason moves, can get them back to the postseason. Well, one way to think about it is the method you said,
2: well, LaMelo can develop a good relationship with somebody else. And I do think the Hornets were on track to hiring the new hot guy in Kenny Atkinson. It just fell through and they had to scramble because that's the thing. We talked about this yesterday in the Fishbowl. I said, out oh, of the NBA. They just hire so many retread coaches. I mean, it's amazing. These guys get three, four, five jobs uh, after getting fired from each and every one of them. And so uh, when we talked about that, I, I was going to say I would rather them go out and get the new hot guy as a coach. A new, you know.
1: You don't know, even even with their um, production, you wouldn't like to recycle some of these guys. You would like to get somebody new like an assistant yeah, coach. Yeah, I get tired of the same guys. Yeah, uh, I get tired
2: of the same guys getting jobs in the NBA. It makes it kind of stale. Uh, it's the same head coaching candidates it feels like every cycle and i mean i feel like two jobs all right cool but once you fail at that second stop it's like all right man like assist but what you. if but but i don't think you could say some of these guys failed which, no i'm not but you, you, you know, fail you got fired you might have had success at one point but you ultimately failed because it,
1: you got fired but, but and that and that's true but it, it it's not the same as some of these other coaches that might get hired a second time around like i you know Dwayne casey Remember, he had a Coach of the Year award the same year that he got fired. Yeah. But they also don't <laughs> yeah. get to the postseason, yeah. or they don't go a long way in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a little understandable. And then they bring in Nick Nurse. I mean, the pool has Nick Nurse, who's won a ring. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers won a championship. Right. Mike Budenholzer <laughs> won a championship. Right. Monty Williams went to the NBA Finals and is a two-time Coach of the Year. And so we know how this game is when you when you get hired. You are going to get fired unless your name is Greg Popovich or even Bill Belichick in the NFL. Remember, James Borrego was actually one of the top five longest tenured coaches when he was let go, which is insane think about that. Charlotte, we just had Steve Clifford not too long ago. We brought him back, and in that short window, Mm -hmm. that coach who coached the entire time in that window was one of the longer tenured coaches in the NBA. And the other one that is ahead of him, it's a Greg Popovich, who's been in the league since the 90s. It's crazy to think about. This is just kind of how sports work. But the thing is, is how are we going to
2: ever find out who are the next great coaches if they keep hiring the same guys? Like, they they bring up Mike D'Antoni in the Sixers, and they brought him up here. Mm -hmm. How many jobs how many times do we need to watch him fail like seriously like I agree with Fitty to an extent when he says that if the coach is so great they should be able to overcome some things and when you bring up some of these guys that have won championships you do have to kind of look at the fact of when things went south what did they do uh Mike Budenhoser you still lost to an eight as a one I know that Miami was a super eight but still you won a championship, you had Giannis. Wait, I like that. Like, you that. should
1: get a championship, a uh, Super 8. Oh, hold on. We need to start calling Miami the motel team.
2: Yeah, there's Super 8. <laughs> yeah, there's Super 8. But, yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, that. you won a championship with Giannis. I mean, if you're a head coach worth the assault, you should win a championship with Giannis. You should win a championship with Kawhi. You should win a championship with, my God, KG, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Rondo. I mean, good Lord, if you can't win a, a, a championship with those guys, you shouldn't be coaching basketball at all. So that's my thing is just – We'll never find out who are going to be the next Phil Jacksons, the next Pat Riley's if we keep hiring the same old guys and the same goes for the NFL, same thing. And I and I was talking about this even with the with the uh, development leagues when you talk about XFL, USFL. I said there must be twenty coaches like ever because when you watch these leagues, <laughs> it's the same coaches I see all the time. I mean, how many times is Greg? Uh, what's the bounty guy, Greg? Um, I'm not sure. From the DC, oh, Greg Williams. Williams. Yeah, how Greg many Williams. jobs is he going to get? I know he's a great DC. But good god. And
1: even that's strong.
2: I, I mean, mean we've he seen gets, him have that's what I'm saying. Seven, but yeah. He gets fired a job 2 minutes later. I mean, it's the same coaches mm-hmm. all the time. It's like I know these young guys, they got to get frustrated. Why do these NBA coaches have all these assistants sitting beside them? None of these guys can get jobs.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I'm totally honestly, it I would echo that in a lot of other off seasons. There are so many different championships. And just when you talk about coaches being hired, they are hired, like, part of the reason that you're doing the recycle thing is because these guys are good coaches yeah. based off of what they've accomplished. And organizations don't have any tolerance for a one year bad season when you have high yeah, expectations. They, they have the fear factor. So, so once you, once you move on, like, think about that, you know, Boone are all time collapse. I get, and I even get why they fired some of these guys. I, I just, with this kind of accomplishment from all of the coaches that are there, I think that's something to look into. Normally, I agree with you, though. And part of the reason I agree with you, I hate the excuse of, oh, well, if you fire this guy, who are you going to hire? One of my hated excuses of all time. It's like, I don't know, maybe one of the better coaches that could be on the up and up. Yeah, like Sam
2: Cassell. How does Sam Cassell not get a job? This guy's got multiple championships. Players love him. You know he knows basketball. It's like. Give them a chance.
1: Um, I don't know if this is too vulnerable, but it's on a Friday. You mentioned a Super 8. I got to tell you, I lived in a Super 8 for a little bit. Wow. And you talk about an experience, man. (laughs) (laughs) The exchange of living in a Super 8 it was only for a month's worth of time as we were trying to just navigate the situation we were in. Yeah. But whoo, Super Eight. And I had brother those hard times. And we all been there. Yeah. Shout out to Claremont, North Carolina, Super yeah. Eight that took care of me for a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, I've been Claremont to
2: Super Eight. I bet you had all kinds <laughs> of stuff going
1: on. We were next. We were next to a Burger King and a grocery store though, so yeah. I was eating. That's how Chubby Walker came about. It was it was bad a cer- day. Go it, and get your a Whopper. It certainly contributed to Chubby Walker uh, coming about in elementary school. And then we lost it. Now we're working out and. Now now I have, like, bean pole arms that don't are disproportionate but to But you're working body. on it, baby. You're working on it. Thank you, man. You know, self-care Friday. That's what we're right. here for. 704-570-9610. Let's hear the first Fitty Flash of the day. It's all right to be a little Fitty. In a little hometown or a big old city. Might as
3: well share. Might as well smile. Life goes on for a little Fitty. Why? Right, guys, we'll take a look around Major League Baseball. My beloved New York Mets, they just got finishing taking two of three from the MLB best Tampa Bay race. They won yesterday three to two. And the caveat as to why this made the the flash is because my guy, everybody's guy in the building, Bernie Bowles, gifted me with an awesome Mets book bag. And since he gave it to me, the Mets are undefeated, they are two and This could be the thing that turns the season around.
2: Are you off the ledge at this point? Because I know you had said, uh, what was it, last week or two weeks ago that the season was going to be done if you guys lost one of the series that you were playing in.
3: This was a pretty big week. If they can win this weekend series against Cleveland... I'll be all the way back in. Uh, the New York Yankees they took two of, uh, they, or they took three of four from the Blue Jays north of the border. And earlier this week, the Atlanta Braves they took two of three from the Rangers, bouncing back after getting swept by the Blue Jays. And they will return home this weekend to host the uh, Mariners of Seattle. And additionally, the Charlotte Knights they will continue their their home stand this weekend at home against get Scranton, the AAA affiliate of the Yankees.
1: Are we just calling them the Mariners now? Is that what we're doing?
3: <laughs> Someone on SportsCenter used to do it. Was it John Anderson would call them the Mariners?
1: You know what, call? I don't know. But the thing I miss about baseball and SportsCenter is Steve Berthume. any time that you would have a home run, it would happen with Ryan Howard a lot, he would say, fill thine horn with oil and go. That's the baseball call that (laughs) I missed. And that's That's a drop. Yeah, you're welcome.
3: Thank you. I've actually got a lot of drops from you, by the way. All
1: right. We're about to see. It's the week that was at the very end of the show. But coming up next, we have a mailbag segment. You can ask anything you want to. I just dropped that. I was at a Super 8 for a while. What's your favorite hotel routine as soon as you enter a room? What are you doing? Also, I do want to ask about a secret illusion in the Panthers logo. Maybe you know about it. Maybe you don't. We'll get to that on the mailbag segment. Text in 704-570-9610. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ.
2: McDonald's is not new to chicken. Might have been a couple of months too late with this one. This is the March Madness instrumental, man. Yeah, we should have played that during March. You know? Yeah, I mean,
1: people, when this thing came out. Oh, man, fire! I saw Wiley
2: called him a wizard
1: when he came out with this song. Huge club tune. Yeah. As soon as you would walk in, that thing, if you did go on the weekends, if yeah. that was your thing, you would hear March Madness playing. Yeah, Fitty told me he was dancing to it when it came out. Oh, uh, I. You know what? If we would come up with a playlist for Flavor Fitty over there, Fitty Flav. I think March Madness would have to be on it because of his love for the event in college basketball. It would have to be. So Charlotte FC, <laughs> Major finish.
2: League Soccer is now in season and the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The Doghouse doors will open up three hours before every home match. So stop by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends. Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, Pepsi, Empowered by the Garage Door Guru text line only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports fan. Hit that follow button on the socials, man. We're taking you behind the scenes every day. WFNZ Instagram, WFNZ Twitter, and the Wes and Walker Twitter, as well as Wes Range on Twitter and Instagram. Walker Mail on Twitter htb underscore josh on twitter and what's instagram
1: Ky- we need to go all right what's kyle's twitter what's collins we need to roll with it <laughs> just everybody just going. give me the left well, there y'all kyle bailey here all right it baby it's time to man. hit
2: this uh it's time to hit this mailbag and uh first we got a
1: question before we get going yeah, what kind of research were you doing to lead off the mailbag, Wes?
2: Yeah, they were saying that uh, you can see a secret illusion in the Panthers logo. And so for the texas out there, I want you to take a second to check it out and let us know if you see it because I wasn't quite sure that I could see it, mm-hmm. but I read what it was and they said that several sports team have several sports teams have hidden images in their logo and they said that you can see the resemblance of the combined borders of the Carolinas when you look at the Panthers logo. So this, I've known this for a
1: while. This is not something that you've known before? I did not know this, this was new to me. So so to embrace The Carolina Panthers, as David Tepper would also make sure that he mentioned, not the North Carolina Panthers, but the Carolina Panthers (laughs) to include South Carolina. This logo does kind of cover up the outline of both of the Carolinas together. Obviously, it's not perfect. It's going to be weird if it was perfect because no panther or black jaguar, if you will, (laughs) is going to look like that. But it does kind of fit both of the Carolinas. What I am interested in is I didn't realize that so many of these other logos, just because I haven't thought about it as much, also had something to do with either state lines or even just letters hidden in some of those logos.
2: Yeah, I mean that's crazy. So I when I saw that I was like, Man, I could not see that at all. But and I'm even sitting here now, I'm like, is the Panthers head supposed to be South Carolina? Like what's what? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's just all
1: encompassed. I think it's all uh, encompassed between both of them. So all right. yeah. So, I mean I think most I wonder how many people didn't know that if this is if this is something that is enlightening to you you can text 7045709610 but I do think most of the Panthers fans would know that um, I remember when I found out it was kind of crazy. Let's go to another one, too, because we were asking about the hotel question, okay. Wes. Is there something that you immediately do when you walk into a hotel? Moose said it doesn't matter how old you are. The first thing you do when you get in a hotel room is jump on the bed like yep. a kid, full force, belly flap, yep, stop.
2: 100%. That's it. Put your stuff down and go lay down on the bed for a second.
1: I want to know if that's a common thing because I feel like I've done that before. Yeah. I don't no, know. If it's it, common. Now, here's something. You can make fun of me if you want to. I don't know how many people do this. It doesn't matter if I'm staying a night. It doesn't matter if I'm staying for three nights a full weekend. I'm taking my clothes out of my bag and hanging them up or putting them in the drawer.
2: Wow. I now see, I don't do that. I keep myself in my suitcase. I keep everything in one little corner and I keep it all together. I just hate all
1: the stuff on the ground which is a stark difference from when i was a high schooler and a kid as most people have grown up and lost that about themselves but that's something i have to do i feel like ocd it feels weird if i have to go into the bag and just continue because then your clothes get wrinkled as well you're just asking for it and so i've developed that common routine for me anytime i go to a hotel i've got to do that you can tell us is that weird that i do that what's the roughest hotel that you stayed in um, like that was just like a little bit low budget. The me, most low budget, yeah, I'll put oh, it that way. I've PC got, got a great answer for you. I don't, okay, I, I think it was, I think it was a Super Eight Motel. Okay, it was a very, very different one, but it was at Myrtle Beach, and I got oh, into a yeah, fight. I already know. I got into a fight with one of my buddies because <laughs> they wanted to be cheap and try to get the lowest hotel possible, which I wanted to spend a little bit more. I wasn't trying yeah, to go. Yeah, because stay Myrtle at the Beach, Carlton, man, you but, can get some seedy motel. Oh. oh. We 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 got in a fight. We made up. We all went down there for senior week. Yeah. Right? and it was. Fiddy asked if the Super 8 had cockroaches. It did not. This thing (laughs) would not have been surprised if cockroaches walked across my body as I was sleeping on an air mattress on the floor with seven other of your friends where it was awful. That was the worst hotel I've ever stayed in. Bryce had to get surgery one time down in South Carolina
2: and I remember at that time it was definitely hard times. Money was tight. Uh, And I got a room for like 50 bucks and it was rough. And I remember I walked by, they had a tiny little hotel, restaurant, bar that looked like you could easily be on the next episode of First 48 in. Uh-huh. And I remember walking by the pool, and there was a gang of uh, unsavory types out there by the pool. I said, let me go get in the room, because I had The only reason I stayed there was because I knew it was a very short stay, and I didn't have to get I had to get up at like 4.30 or something to make it surgery. So I said, I'm going to be in and out, so no need to spend a coin
1: yeah, This this was a selling point too of this Of the Super A It's like hey we have a pool And I'm talking about it was a pool uh-huh. But it was as big as a hot tub <laughs> ah! And it was only 3 feet deep And you're talking about Maybe just not the kind of people that you would want to Share a pool with Yeah, Sitting in the pool at Man. this motel uh, 704 said I've been a hardcore Panther fan For 20 years never noticed Or knew about the borders on the Panther logo So cool a lot of people saying They knew already But a lot of people, or a couple people at least, saying they did not. Um, Is there a motel or hotel experience that comes to mind for you, Fitty? that was awful that you stayed in one time?
3: Durham, Red Roof on 15501, where you get off the exit, either go into heaven, which is Chapel Hill, or go into hell, which is Durham. Okay. It no longer Um. exists. That's how bad, you know, the hotel was. (laughs) All right. And then um, two
2: for the the texters out there as well, man, we were talking about it this week, Hot Topic. Sports Illustrated swimsuit, yeah, Martha Stewart yeah. on one of the covers at
1: 81. Okay, why are you why are you sighing, Fitty? Now, Fitty, don't get cute, cause I remember what you said in the fishbowl. Oh no, please don't bring it up.
2: We would not bring it up, but like like my famous Tupac line, you and I know what's going
1: on, so don't get cute with your comments right here. What's the sigh, Fitty? Tell us what the size about. <laughs>
3: I don't even know if I can say. All right. Well, then don't. I, I can play you a cut of Stephen A. talking about her being on the swimsuit edition. Uh-huh. And it sums up everything because that woman to be 81 is fine as hell.
2: Okay. All right. There we go. Wow. Right. Okay. Right. I, that That's not what I thought was coming. I'm sorry, Fitty, for doing that. But, yeah, multiple <laughs> covers. I told the story when I got in trouble in fifth grade for taking a swimsuit issue to school that had Tyra Banks on the front. But uh, yeah, I think now they're so inclusive in the Sports Illustrated, they put something in there for everybody. But Martha yep. Stewart, I had to give it up, man, to be 81 because I thought she was like, Late 60s, early 70s. But when they said 81, I said,
1: wow. She's just she's not just for Southern living anymore, Wes. <laughs> she has expanded her horizons. Now people can see her on the cover of Sports Illustrated. How many people would you have guessed would be on that cover before you got to Martha Stewart? I'd be mean, dead before I got it to Martha
2: It would be Stewart. a ton. Like I said, I know now the inclusion they try to have. They have plus size models in there. They have different, um, all different types that they have. But it probably, because Elon Musk's mom, who was very beautiful, was on one of the covers last year Mm -hmm. and so i probably i'm not surprised by it because that's kind of what they've been
1: doing i want to hear the worst motel slash hotel experiences that you've (laughs) ever had we're getting some great texts we got to go to break but i do want to read some of these on the other side so we'll get to some of that in just a moment
2: yeah when we come back from break Walker and I try to keep it together in here as we talk more, Brandon Miller and Scoot you Henderson love Scoot. talk. You know you do. This is the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 927 WFNZ.